Thank you. That's our audition for Saw 11. Yeah. Hello, haters. Howdy. This week we've got a pretty jam-packed episode. Um, before we hop in, was how has your week been, bestie? Week has been... <laughs> mm, sounds about right. That's how my week is. <laughs> Um, for whatever reason, both my jobs were like, we're going to give you hours this week, which is great, but it's like all at once. So I had to, I had two doubles Monday, Tuesday, I had doubles and then, or was it just Tuesday that I don't remember. And then I worked yesterday and the day before I was supposed to work today, but I was able to get a coworker to cover for me. So that I can, one, have a break, and two, Sam invited me to, like, this Italian fest that she's going with her friend, and, uh, so I'm going with, apparently. Pasta! I said, should I wear my Italian jersey, or is that too on the nose? I think you should. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna give a super-duper quick recap of my very eventful weekend, so... Went to Philly. Um, first time in Philly, never been. I got to see a lot of sights, but there was a hurricane, so I got absolutely soaked and I was miserable and very cold. I didn't pack very well. Um, went to the venue. It was great. It's very weird to be in a big group of people who all are obsessed with the same thing you've been obsessed with for years, but have no other people who watch it with you, so you can't talk to them about it. But it was it was definitely fun. A lot of people who are definitely way bigger fans of Sunny than I thought I am. So, they beat me. Um, it was very meaningful to have the cast be there and be so appreciative of the fans and just talk about how much it means that people are so passionate about the show. So, it was a very cool experience. Um, definitely want to go back to Philly when it's not raining so I can actually see the sights, but I think I did a pretty good job on my own. Um, saw Lana. Died several times. Um, nearly passed out, not even exaggerating. People were dropping like flies, saw a couple people puke. It was really hot, and I just thought I was going down too. Um, she changed up her set list, so I heard Bartender live, and when Bartender started, I immediately started crying. I cried so many times during the show. <laughs> it was really great. She played Florida Kilos, like somebody in the audience had a sign. So she switched it up and um, threw that together, really, just all together. And she was like, we can do better than this. Let's start over. She was cracking me up. We were so close to her because I did have pit tickets. So we were extremely close to her when she was singing Bartender. Um, At the end of the show, we were determined that we were going to meet her afterwards. And apparently so was everybody else. And security was yelling at everybody. And we did not get to meet Lana. But it was great. Loved it. Incredible. Would absolutely go see her again. She's great. Very good. Very good. Um, so yeah. I This week I'm going to be walking you all through the Saw movies. This is my favorite horror franchise of all time. Gabby, you've only seen the first two movies. Do you want to tell us your thoughts and expressions and feelings and how much you love these movies as well? Right. <laughs> 
So, I guess, well, the hard thing about me and the Saw movies is that, like, my number one horror movie ick is, like, extreme gore. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that's all this is. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, counting down in the Saw movies, so there's a lot of, like, anxiety-ridden, like, are they gonna be able to make it kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Um... And so, yeah, the gore combined with the anxiety combined with the occasional jump scare. They're not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I forced her to watch the first two. After the second one, she was like, I simply cannot go on. Well, Apologies. that was your own fault. You should have warned me ahead of time about the needle pit. Yeah, I thought that would be funny that you just found that one on your own. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so in the same vein, um, I did want to give a major trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. I'm not going to be going into crazy detail on the traps or some of the things that you see, but the Saw movies are notorious for being very gory. Um, there will be brief mentions of self-harm, suicide, nothing too crazy. I promise I won't go into detail, so if you don't think you can handle it, totally understand. See you next week. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Um, But you're missing out. And I also wanted to shout out the um, blood drives that Saw does. With every movie release, they have like a major blood drive, which I think is really funny. Yeah, tell me how Chloe's like, oh no, I missed the one this year. I said, girl, like they'd let your hypoglycemic (laughs) ass donate blood. They'd turn you around at the door. It's the thought that counts. So, um... I sat myself on the couch last night. Now, with this being such a crazy week, trust me, I would have watched all the Saw movies if I had the time, but considering I wasn't home for like half the week, it didn't really work out like that. So I sat myself down on the couch last night with the intention, I really believed that I was going to sit on that couch and watch every single movie last night. Don't know why I thought that. (laughs) Um, Made it to the end of movie three and I was like, y'all, I can't do it anymore. But that's okay because the first three are the best ones. And past that, they get a little ridiculous. And so I will be relying solely on my knowledge from seeing it two years ago and the Wikipedia pages. So just take that with a grain of salt. First three, I'll go into pretty good detail. Um, The reason I'm doing this is because the newest Saw movie comes out. It's already out, actually. And I haven't told Gabby this, but guess who's going to see it tomorrow? You. And in 4DX. Oh, enjoy that. I'm really excited. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so the movie is out. And um, for those of you who haven't seen the movies or you're not caught up on all the lore or it's been a minute and you needed a refresher, I wanted to give you guys a breakdown on the entire franchise. Uh, Saw 10 does take place between, I believe, movies 1 and 2. So that's really all that you need to know. to go and see it yeah so as long as you pay attention to one and two when i go through it should be good so let's jump on in gabby if you have any questions comments any interjections you would like to make feel free to interrupt me yeah all right so we wake up with saw um okay i've already messed up (laughs) (laughs) we open saw with adam and he's waking up in a bathtub he is completely submerged And somehow the drain is pulled and he wakes up, blah, blah, blah. We notice that we are in a dank looking room, white tiles on the wall. It's dark. We can't see very much. He notices that he's chained at his ankle and he cannot escape. 
there's another guy in the corner and this turns out to be our man Lawrence Gordon who is a doctor and so they also notice that there is a dead body in the middle of the floor that has a gun and a tape recorder so they don't know the body they don't know each other and they don't know how they got there but they do notice that there's a clock in the middle of the room and it's new Gabby's eating some grandma candy, that's that sound you hear. They notice that the clock is new, which is weird because the rest of the room is very dingy, grimy, etc. Um, there is an envelope in the back of Adam's pocket and it has his name on it and it's got our very first tape in the Saw franchise and it says play me. And Lawrence also has one and he also has a bullet and a key in his pocket and the key does not work on either of their ankle shackles. Um, there is the tape recorder, so... Lawrence has to use his shirt to kind of maneuver it to get over to him so he can grab it. They play the tape and it says that Adam is basically like a voyeur. He likes to watch other people. Well, now you're going to watch yourself die is what the tape says. And Lawrence's tape says that he, as a doctor, gets to tell people how they die. And today he gets to basically choose to kill Adam or something like that. Um... The man that is laying dead in the middle of the room had poisoned blood, so the only option to end it all was to just go ahead and shoot himself, so he did. Um, and he now has until 6 p.m. or his wife and his child will die. So he has to kill Adam or his family will die. Um, so they re-listen to the tape and they notice that there is some really quiet voice in the very end that says, follow your heart. So they notice that there's a heart smeared on the toilet so Adam has to reach around in the bowl and kind of see if there's anything. It's gross, nasty, murky water. There's nothing. So then he's like, well, check the actual toilet tank. And inside he finds a bag with two hand saws. And he takes that bag and he throws it into the bathtub. But he throws one of the saws to Lawrence and he keeps one for himself. They're trying to cut through the chains. Of course, it doesn't work. Adam's saw breaks. He's angry. And that's when Lawrence realizes that it's not meant to break through the chains. They have to cut off one of their feet. <laughs> um, so then he re Lawrence is like, you know what? I know who did this. Like, I know who's doing this to us. And we enter our very first flashback. So Lawrence is a suspect in this jigsaw murder case thing going on. And we see our very first victim or one of the very first victims and a man who had previously tried to commit suicide was given a tape that said, like, you were perfectly healthy, but you tried to slit your wrist. Let's see how much you actually value your life. So he's put into this cage where all he has to do, if he wants the easy way out, he can just stand there and die. Or if he wants to fight for his life, he can try and go through a tunnel of razor wire and escape. And of course, he, like, gets stuck and dies and bleeds out. <laughs> Um, that's not like my mom right now. That's so funny. Um, and then also, so this flashback is from the perspective of police. So detectives are on the scene and they're observing the case. And they notice that he's got a piece of jigsaw flesh, like, removed from his body, which is Jigsaw's signature. And technically, Jigsaw has never killed anyone. This is something very important to note. He pretty much just sets them up and... They make the choices. They die on their own accord. They die on their own accord, yeah. Um, and the detectives also notice that he really likes to watch his victims because they see um, 
there's cameras in the room, there's a hole in the wall at some scenes, and now this time the killer has left behind a piece of evidence which happens to be one of Lawrence's pens. So they can trace that back to him. So they bring him in for an interview, his alibi checks out, but they want him to sit down and watch an interview of a actual survivor, the only survivor of Jigsaw. And this is when we meet Miss Queen, Amanda, of the iconic bear trap. Mm -hmm. um, so she was a drug addict and she was put into a room and put to the test to see if she valued her life. She's hooked up to a reverse bear trap, which is basically like on her head and if the timer goes off then it literally he gives her a demonstration with a watermelon like it'll snap and her head will explode um there's a key on the there's a lock on the back the only way to get out of it is there's a man in the middle of the room who has a key in her his stomach so she has to slice it open and get the key to get herself out of the trap and she escapes um who thinks of this crap oh they get so much the Ugh. traps get so much more elaborate so now we're back in the room. They notice that there's a two-way mirror, so they realize that they are being recorded, and they hear somebody watching them. Okay, I wrote that down. I don't know what that means. Um, like in the mirror. That's true. Huh? What is this? <laughs> I really don't know. Okay, so there something on the tape said, like, X marks the spot, so that was important to them. Um, so Lawrence is like, man, you know, I just am thinking of the last thing I told my daughter. So we get a flashback. He think the little girl said that, that some man was in her room and they're like, oh, it's just monsters, blah, blah, blah. You were scared. Um, and he leaves for work. And then Adam is like, oh, what's your family look like? So he takes out his wallet. You remember wallet photos, you guys, yeah. before cell phones. Yeah. Um, he takes out his wallet and he's like showing them pictures. He's like, oh yeah, if you flip to the other one, there's like a picture of both of them. And Adam sees that it's actually a picture of his wife and child tied up and with X's over their eyes. And on the back, it says something. Um, it's basically like a ransom photo and Adam chooses not to show it to Lawrence. And, oh yeah, I, I wrote a lot of interesting notes to myself so on this first page i wrote how much do you value your life and how far will you go to live that's kind of like the overarching theme that i got and at the top of this page i wrote camp acting so bad it's oscar worthy because truly yeah the guy who plays adam like some of the lines the way he delivers them just crack me up so yeah adam hides the photo and lawrence's family has been kidnapped we find out so this one detective he's played by danny glover Donald Glover's dad. Um, he is obsessed with the jigsaw case, and we actually learn why. It's because years ago, him and his partner were really close to getting jigsaw, and his partner was put in a trap and killed. And we think that he's gonna die too because he's got a massive scar on his throat because jigsaw slit his throat, but he lived somehow. Who knows how? Um, so he's like really obsessed and he's on a stakeout outside of Lawrence's house because he still thinks that Lawrence is Jigsaw, but he's wrong. Um, Wait, Lawrence, which one's Lawrence? The doctor? The doctor. Okay. Yeah. So now we're back in... Yeah. Oh, also Billy the puppet, Slay icon, that's the little guy on the tricycle. Correct. We get to see him. What's his purpose? He's just a little... Just a little guy. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Throwback 
um, my glee, my gleeks will get this one when, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, um, freaking Sue Sylvester puts Blaine and <laughs> Blaine and Kirk in the elevator so that they have to make up a kiss. <laughs> what does that have to do? Because she makes a little jigsaw puppet oh, and he comes in God. and she's like, you have 30 seconds to kiss. Please. So anyways, back in our grimy little room, Adam's like, hey, turn off the lights because he gets this hint from the photo that he didn't show Lawrence. And they notice that there's a glowing X on the wall made with like glow-in-the-dark paint or something. So Lawrence uses the back of one of the saws to bust through the tile and we find a locked box with a cell phone inside, a cigarette, and a lighter. And Adam says, give me that sweet, sweet cancer. Um... And then there's a note attached and it says, shh, doctor. So he's not supposed to share this with Adam. And it says, smoking is only dangerous when it's poison and bloodshed or something. I couldn't write it down word for word. It was going too fast. Um, and the cell phone does not make calls. It will only receive them. And so now Lawrence suddenly remembers what happened to him the night before. He went to work and he was in the parking garage and someone in a pig mask came and attacked him. Oh my god. She's showing me the Sue Sylvester puppet. That's ridiculous. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, so yeah, he realizes that some person in a pig max kidnapped him. And now he's suspicious of Adam. So he asks him, how did you know how to turn off the lights? So he shows him the picture. And so now Lawrence is like, well, okay, maybe I can trust him. So he tells Adam to turn off the lights and then whispers to him so that the person watching them cannot see them or hear them and he um dips the cigarette tip in the poisoned blood from the dead body that's in the middle of the room because remember he has poisoned blood so he, he now he knows he doesn't have to shoot adam he can just poison him to death you're like you're following right like he doesn't it's not like over he's overtly killing him yeah it's like, well you chose to smoke the cigarette yeah so he could have just done that and not told adam but instead he chooses to let adam in the know and tells him to pretend to smoke the cigarette or actually he's going to give him a second cigarette that hasn't been dipped in the poison and tell him to pretend to die so this is what they do um adam puts on an oscar worthy performance he's like <coughs> Like that. Very dramatic. Um, Keels over and dies. Lawrence is like, is that what you wanted? Let my family go. Like all this. And then this electric current comes through and shocks Adam. So the plan is foiled. Adam's alive. We know it. He knows it. Um, So then Adam remembers that. uh, Oh, he remembers that. The night before. So it turns out that he's a photographer who is hired basically to trail people and take pictures of people. And he was hired he was hired to take pictures of Lawrence. And so he went back to his apartment, hung them up in his little photographer red room. You know the vibes. And he also is attacked by a pig and kidnapped. So that's how he ended up in the room. And now the phone rings, and it's Lawrence's daughter, and his wife says not to believe Adam's lives. And Adam knows that he's lying, too. Oh, because he said that he was going to work the night before, but he actually was meeting up with some lady that he was having an affair with. But he went there to end things. And 
We flash back to this hotel, they break up, the phone rings, and Adam reveals that he was hired by a guy named Bob, which turns out, and he says, yeah, it's a black guy with a scar on his neck, and it's the detective. So he's hired by the detective to trail Lawrence because he thinks that Lawrence is Jigsaw. Um, and then Adam, that black bag that was in the toilet that he threw in the bathtub, he got angry and he threw the photos at Lawrence like, oh, you're a cheater. And then he just happens to look down at a photo of Lawrence's apartment and notices a man in the window. And this is the guy that kidnapped Lawrence's family. So time runs out and Lawrence's wife escapes, but Lawrence thinks that they die. So they're like on the phone. There's a scuffle happening, gunshots and screaming. The daughter's screaming. So he thinks his family's dead. So he's losing it. Um, and then the detective accidentally shoots himself, so he dies. R.I.P. <laughs> um, Lawrence loads the gun and he shoots Adam in the shoulder. So he, like, goes down for the count. Um, then this guy, so the guy, this was the thing. So the guy that kidnapped his family is actually someone that Lawrence knows. And it's a guy that worked at his hospital. And his name is Zeb or something. So Zeb enters the lair and he's got, the timer went off, so now he needs to go shoot Lawrence and everybody and end it. Um, and so Adam attacks Zeb and he kills him. And then <laughs> I wrote down, so gay, WTFFFFFFFFFF. Um, <laughs> because then Lawrence is literally on the floor. Oh, yeah, that's it. Wait, where, how did I miss that? Did I not write that down? Oh, okay, I did. Yeah, the phone rings. Okay, going back before Zeb enters the room. The phone rings, and Lawrence is, like, crying. He's crawling on the floor. He's screaming. He can't reach the phone. It's out of his reach. So he doesn't know if his family is calling back, if they're dead, or if they're alive. He's freaking out. So my man does it, cuts his foot off. The foot is gone, and they show it all, baby. They show it all. And the sound effects, ooh, ooh, ooh-wee. Okay. So, yeah. Now, Lawrence is, like, in front of Adam. He's, like, got his hand cupped over him, his chin. And he's, like, I'm gonna go get us help. I'm gonna get us help. And Adam's, like, babes, you're bleeding out. Like, you're dying. What are you talking about? And he's, like, no. And he crawls away for help. And he's, like, I wouldn't lie to you. I'm going to get us help. And it's so funny. Um, And so then we find out that... Oh, yeah, so Adam is crying, he's screaming, he needs to get out, he's looking for a key, um, so he's searching Zeb, and he finds Zeb's tape, and the whole twist is, you guys, this is the hardest twist in the whole history of the universe, you guys, and the main theme music, just picture the main, exactly, the main theme music is doing her thing, so Zeb has a poison in his system, and the only antidote is to do whatever Jigsaw tells him to do. So he's being manipulated this whole time. He's not in cahoots with him. And so he's dead. And then... Ooh! So Adam's like listening to this tape in the middle, in, at the room. The man who was dead on the floor gets up. He gets up. And he says the key is in the bathtub. And do you know what happened to that key at the beginning of the movie? It went down the drain. It went down the drain. So there was never an, any chance of him getting out of there. 
And do you see? I would. I was so excited. You can't even read this. What is that? I that said. Is I said. Says Kia's in bathtub. It fucking went down the drain. But you can barely even read it. And I said, "Damn, these endings go hard as fuck." Yeah. So the guy in the middle of the room is John Kramer. It's Jigsaw. He was so obsessed with watching these that he said, "I gotta be in on the action itself," and was dead in the middle of the floor. Gets up. Says game over, slams the door shut on Adam, roll credits. Saw one. How are we feeling? Oh, oh 40. Oh. She, see, she's feeling it. She really is. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Dang. Take a sip of Mountain Dew. Not sponsored. Uh-uh. This is our era, era bottle Mountain Dew scented pod. <laughs> What? I said like a joke, like it's our era. Oh my god, I forgot about those. Forgot about those? I see an ad every YouTube video I freaking watch. Jarvis just did one. Yeah. Drew is on them. Yep. So is Danny. Yep. Alright, you guys, let's get into Saw 2. So, I wrote down if you open a Saw movie, you're dead. If you're the opening trap in a Saw movie, you're dead. It's over for you. Um, so we've got a guy with a spike mask this time open over his face, and his eye is a little wonky, we notice, and there's a lot of blood coming from his eye. Um, then we see Billy the Puppet on screen being like, I want to play a game. You're a snitch, and you're unworthy of life. Look inward. And he calls the trap a Venus flytrap. Um, so then he says, oh, I'll give you a hint, and he flashes a x-ray on screen of his eyeball, and there's a key behind his eyeball, and he has a scalpel. So he has to choose to either cut his eye out or mm-hmm. just Mm-mm. within three minutes, the Venus flytrap will close and he'll just die. Um, I wrote that he will be reverse 1987. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course he dies. Um, we get one of the Wahlberg brothers in this movie, which, quick story. When I went to go see John Mulaney... In Atlanta, we ate at the Wahlburgers restaurant, and they have, like, all the movies that the boys have been in on the wall, and Saw 2 is on the wall. They have a restaurant? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. They have really good uh, truffle fries. Not sponsored. (laughs) Yeah, not the- we are never- Not sponsoring the Wahlburgs. (laughs) Um, so- the Blue Bloods, you know? (laughs) Anyways- so yeah, I, I don't know what his first name is, but basically, I'm gonna call him Wahlberg through this movie. Um, actually, I do know his name. His name is Eric. So Eric, his son is a troublemaker. He has to go pick him up from school. He's bad. They get in a scuffle, and he tells him, "Okay, then just go." Um, and so he goes. I will not go with that cat. I will not go I with that cat. cat. R.I.P. Einstein. Did you see he died? Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh man. It's sad. Um. R.I.P. So then, um, he's called to another crime scene. Eric is a detective. Sorry, I didn't mention that. You didn't say what your cousin called Farty yesterday. Oh yeah, my cousin Patrick was on his way back to Canada yesterday, so he stopped by to get some dinner. And Gabby, you gotta do the impression because it's really good. This is what now it's gonna be bad. I know when she did it. When she did earlier, it was really good. But basically, he said. That this was his first time meeting Farrah, so this is what he had to say. What did he say again? <laughs> Hold on, you get a whisper in my ear. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's, oh. 
Anyway, he said she's fat, so that's it. Oi, mister, you me dad. <laughs> that's what she just tried to say. Um, yeah, so anyways, he's called to a scene. Um, yeah, they see the jigsaw piece, classic, and there's something on the wall that says, look closer, Detective Matthews. And so he knows that he's, he's like the main guy or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, so they realize that there's steel in the trap, this guy with the Venus flytrap, and he realizes that it's got, like, the logo of a specific steel factory that's in town, so he knows he needs to go there. So they have a swap team break in, um, there's a booby trap, some of them are electrocuted, some of them get their kneecaps busted in, you know, the usual day in life. Um, they enter the lair, OMG, I wrote, OMG, it's John, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, so they're like, wow, that was easy, but is it ever that easy? He's hooked up to IVs, they notice he's very sickly, he's in a wheelchair, he can't move. They handcuff him, they Mirandize him, but he says he cannot move. He says, I can't move, you might want to look at those monitors over there. And then he looks and he sees a live feed of a bunch of people in a house and he goes, wait a minute, that's my son Daniel in the corner over there. So now it's personal. Um, so we open, Daniel, he is in the room, they're all trapped in a room together. There is one guy who mentions that he's been in prison, he's done time. Um, there's somebody laying on the floor over there, they, and finally she wakes up. Who is it? Amanda, our bear trap victim. What's she doing back in a saw trap? I thought she escaped. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so they're safe in the room. Oh, there is a safe in the room. And there's also a brick. What am I writing? And there's a tape recorder, of course. So it says that this is their chance to earn salvation. The doors will open in three hours, but they only have enough oxygen to last them two. Also, the air is poisoned. They have an antidote. They have to open the safe to get the antidote. Um, Everyone has a number for the safe, is what Jigsaw tells them. Oh, yeah, behind their head, right? Well, you just... just spoiled it (laughs) (laughs) he says as a clue he says in the back of your mind and what's he says that you should figure out what you have in common and of course he says x marks the spot um there's also a key and it says do not use this on the door so some dummy head uses it on the door and there's a shotgun rigged up to it so anytime the minute you use the key to try and open the door it will shoot you and I wrote that this is one of my favorite traps because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally just, like, make a choice. It's just simple. I like it. It's like, it's, a, it's like, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, I'm obsessed with thick women and I agree. That's a Drake line for you guys. Go Drake. Go Drake. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so now we get some Jigsaw background and some Amanda background because they're like, wait, you've been in this before, blah, blah, blah. So we figure out that John is sick, he's dying of cancer, the huge. Um, We go back to the steel warehouse and John is telling Daniel, or John says that Daniel, his son, is in trouble and that the only thing that he has to do to ensure his safety is to just talk to him and only him, and have everybody else leave the room, and that if um, Eric follows the rooms, the rules, everything will be safe and secure. 
So that's all he has to do. We go back to the house, the door finally opens, and what I have deemed our buff prison guy, he immediately splits up. He's like, whatever, you guys do what you gotta do. I'm gonna get out of here. Um, then what I call it, Pinky. Did someone get shot with a shotgun or no? Yeah, that was the guy at the door. Uh, yeah. You didn't explain that part, that oh. he got shot. I did. I said if You he, said that it goes off, but that you didn't yeah, say that nobody got uh, shot. Yeah, I said dummy head opens the door anyways. Okay, anyways, anyways, a guy got shot because he tried to open the door. What I have named Pinky because she has on a pink shirt. Pinky finds a flashlight. She starts coughing up blood. Um, there's a door marked exit and the key doesn't work on it. So they're like, what the heck? Back at the steel house, um, Eric is ready to talk. John explains again that all he has to do is sit and listen to me talk and... He says the human puzzle is survival instinct, and John asks for some water, which I'm not sure if that's relevant at all, but <laughs> it happened. Um, back at the house, the buff guy breaks down the door marked exit, and it's just a metal gate behind it, so they really don't have a way out. Um, then he calls Pinky a hoe, and they get in a fight, and then they finally turn on the lights, and they realize, wait a minute, here's what we have in common. We've all done time. We're all prisoners. We're crooks, except for Mr. Daniel, because he's a little kid. Well, not little. He's like a high schooler. Um, then there's a girl who's like dressed like a banker, so I called her a banker, and she finds a little door that leads to a basement, and so they all enter, and there is like some... They never explain this. There's like a dead body in a chair with a mask on it, and it's got a letter that is addressed to Obi, as in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the tape says that he's burned other people with lies, so he has to crawl into a furnace that has two antidotes inside of it, and basically he fails and he gets burned alive. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I wrote at the beginning of this page that this movie has a lot of filler background about people who are not relevant and is boring. Um, mm -hmm. But I said in parentheses, not John, though, love you. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, his story matters. You matter, John. Um, back at the steel house, John is asking him what is the cure for cancer, and he also reminds Eric that he's technically never murdered anybody. And then he thinks back on the last thing that he told Daniel, telling him to run away, and yeah, John is really depressed, he has cancer, so he savors life. Oh yeah, this was the water. So he had asked for water earlier, and I like this quote a lot. He says, a lot of people drink water, but they never really taste it. So they're not savoring their life, you know? Um, he does say, he talks about suicide. He said, those that don't appreciate life don't deserve life. And Amanda's talking, and she says that she was given a chance. Oh, Amanda is talking to Daniel. She's like, you know, there is a chance that we can survive. She was a junkie, so the first time she was taken it was to get her clean she relapsed so now she's back in the trap again um and daniel lies about his dad because they ask like what does he do or something like that i don't remember um then they find another door the buff guy starts coughing up blood they open the door now there's a timer with three minutes and if it locks after three minutes then they will be trapped or something like that and guess what's under that bed? It's needle pit time, babes. Mm -mm. This is one of my favorite traps. Obviously one of Gabby's favorite traps. Mm -hmm. It's quite what it sounds like. It's a pit filled with dirty needles. And the key to 
the door or one of the antidotes is in there. I don't remember. I think it's the antidote. Yeah, I think it's an antidote. That would make sense. Me literally watching this last night. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> the clock has 30 minutes and... Oh, never mind. I wrote, Amanda takes a dip and the door locks. So now there's a clock in the safe house, the steel warehouse that has 30 minutes on it. And when that 30 minutes runs out, the doors will lock and, you know, his son will die. So Eric's freaking out. So he's threatening to destroy all of John's work in his little workhouse. And he's like, bro, I don't care. Then I I wrote, John reveals he's a boof-ass detective because he's a crooked cop. So he plants evidence on people. He um, basically just like frames a lot of people for crimes they didn't commit. It is Eric. What did I say? Oh. Okay. Yeah, John. John, Yeah, John's like your boo-fast detective. Um, and so then he's like, go in the brown desk, and it's all the criminal records of all the people in the house of people that he is falsely accused. So everybody in the house hates him because they are not actually criminals, but they were accused of it. And his son is in danger. Oh no. So now, okay, buff guy. His name is revealed to be Xavier, and he figures out where the numbers are as gabby revealed to us earlier it is on the back of their necks so he goes around and he's like collecting numbers now um the black guy there's only one black guy he knocks him out and then xavier kills him so r.i.p black guy (laughs) i wrote at the top of this page i love saw because no one wins oh on the last page i wrote did they reveal a big ish twist too soon and yeah, I think they did. That he's like a crooked cop. I think they could have saved that till a little bit later. Um, and then, yeah. bless you, I wrote that they ran the main theme a little too early. So after the first movie, they love to use that main theme. Guys, Gabby's playing with slime. She's, hold on, hold on. she's being bad. Oh, okay, good. Oh, real good. Yeah, I say after the first one, I think they used the main theme a little too liberally. Like, they'll sprinkle it in for the tiniest little plot device. I think they should really save it for all-in-one use like they did in the first movie. Um, so, yeah. Xavier starts collecting numbers. Um, my banker girly sees an X on a picture on the wall. And guess what's on that picture when you flip it around? It's a picture of Daniel and Eric. So now they know that they're related. And they're like, ooh... Um, and then the banker girl but dies. it's not his fault if daddy's a bad guy. Yeah, but still, they're vengeful. Um, so the banker girl dies. Um, Amanda is protecting Daniel. And Xavier sees the picture of Daniel and he's angry so he starts chasing after them. Um, and then Eric is watching this whole thing go down. And so he breaks John's finger and he curb stomps him. Oh, wow. And then I wrote down in big capital letters, Pinky Hand Trap, yas! Um, So basically, Pinky goes into a room, sees a glass box with a antidote inside of it, and all she has to do is put her hands through and pull it out. Oh, it's not that easy, is it? When she goes to pull her hands back out, the thing's trapped and it's starting to slice her wrists. So she's going to bleed out. Um, And so she dies. And then... Let's see, John tells Eric where to go, so he tells him the location of Daniel, and he brings John with him. Uh, SWAT has the location, is what I wrote. <laughs> and then, 
So Xavier is at the door and he's trying to bust it down. Amanda uses a nail bat to wedge the door to keep her and Daniel safe. They find a trap door by the safe, so they go down. Um, but the locker... Oh, the lock... What did I write, you guys? It needs a key. They realize it's that key from earlier, so they realize apparently the black guy's name was Jonas. So they search Jonas and they get the key, go down the trap door, and Xavier follows them down there. Uh-oh. Please, what was going on with me last night, you guys? I wrote Eric pull up at the hop pull up hop out at the after party. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the main <laughs> Ridiculous. Main theme starts to pull in. Um SWAT is in, but wait, somebody back at the steel house is like, I don't see you guys on the feed. Um and then Amanda opens the door to the original saw room from the first movie. Uh-oh, Adam is dead. Like, he is decomposing. Like, he got stuck and he just died naturally. R.I.P. Um, and then I wrote, main theme, hee-hee. Um, Amanda says that he doesn't know his number. Oh, she's talking to Xavier. Because he's going around collecting numbers and a violent. And she's like, well, you'll never know your number unless we tell you. Mm. And so he starts grasping at the back of his neck. Goes crazy, slices off the back of his neck. And then he bleeds out and dies. Um, the feeds are still blank. SWAT is still not showing up on there. They realize that it is not live and that all the events of the movie in the house took place hours ago and that they're just now catching up. They're too late. And then SWAT realizes they're at the wrong house. Eric finds Adam in there and someone is in the tub. Uh Uh-oh, it's somebody in a pig mask and they inject him. Time runs out, but the safe that was in the steel house opens up. What do you know? Daniel's inside. He's okay. He was okay the whole time. Um, Eric wakes up in the saw room. There's a tape, and Amanda reveals, "Uh uh-oh, she's an apprentice now. So she was in on it the whole time. They're working together in cahoots. Uh, Main theme. So yeah, John is her mentor now. She is his legacy. That is a very important thing to remember. And Amanda's first subject was this entire movie. She was in charge. Um, Eric is trapped in the basement. Uh Uh-oh, John's out front in the van. He's going to get away. Roll credits. How are we feeling? Yep. Yep. (sighs) Now, the third movie is where things start to go down. Because the first two movies are just, like, masterpieces. Incredible. Third movie, we're like, okay. You want to give us some commentary while I sip my I have no idea what the the third movie is about. Well, you've never seen it before. Right. And I will never, probably, (laughs) not, not ever see it. Here, I'll give you some ASMR slime. Uh, not necessary. Not necessary. At the top of this page, I wrote, because there's a trend going around where it's like, our flag means death is purple. It's red. And it's got like that one, oh, the one song from Talk To Me. Oh. Yeah. So if I had, here you go, video editor, you can make this. (laughs) I wrote, saw is yellow, green, and red, because those are common colors I see a lot. I love the green scenes a lot. Okay, so Saw 3, we pick up right where we left off. Amanda is saying game over. 
she shut the door to the room that Eric was in. They love to do that. Mm-hmm. That is a classic Saw ending. Game over. Slam door. Amazing. Incredible. Perfect. Gotta hold on now, y'all. Um, yeah. So they love to be like, game over, and then slam the door shut. Classic Saw ending. Love it. So yeah, we're picking up right where we left off. Eric is in the room. He has no bullets. He only has one flashlight. And now he's chained. Just like in the first movie. And he sees a saw. And he tries the same old, same old, you know, won't break through the chain. Yeah, girly. Because of the saw. Because of the saw. Hmm. Yep. Great job. She's got it. (laughs) She got it, you guys. Um, Then he sees Lawrence's petrified foot in the corner. (laughs) <laughs> from when he had to chop it off and he's like yeah nah i ain't doing the same you guys um so then he uses the toilet bowl lid and he breaks his foot and squeezes it out of there Ugh! and hobbles away Stop. <laughs> um and then i wrote swat at new location and they call a lady which we will come to learn her name is carrie with a k um so now I wrote in big letters, I said, classroom trap, exclamation point. And then I realized that it wasn't the trap I was thinking it was. So I wrote false alarm. Um, so people are in this. Yeah. So there's like this weird abandoned school and the door was welded shut. So SWAT had to like break it down. Um, so we see a man was seated with chains and this was, and we also see Billy the puppet. This giving us a flashback as well. Um, This was a man who was a repeat offender. He's a prisoner. Um, He had to break through his chains once and for all. This one, I wrote at the top of this page that this was my first grimace in the whole series. And that I did actually have to cover my my eyes. So for this trap, he was chained. And the chains were going through his skin. And to break free from his chains, he had to rip them out of his skin. Mm -hmm. The worst one went all the way through his jaw. I couldn't watch that one. I couldn't do it. Um, he fails, obvi, and he must rip the all the chains out of his body in under a minute or else he will be torn apart. Ugh. And he is torn apart. So, there you go. Failed. Failed. So, our lady, Miss Carrie, she's a detective also. She's watching the tapes back. She's also low-key a little bit obsessed, like our man, Danny Glover, in the first movie. Um, yeah what is happening i don't know something about a trap dead on the inside oh that's right she's watching it back and now she ends up in one of the traps so there's like something around her rib cages so if she doesn't get out in a minute then um her rib cage will be ripped open there's a key to the trap in a vat of acid that is like right in front of her face so she just to reach in grab the key out of the acid vat and unlock it to escape she fails um she unlocked it but she couldn't figure it out and i wrote that she got hannibal lecter because in that movie remember when he like hangs the person from the library and he's all his guts are hanging out mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what happened to her pretty much nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Amanda shows up. I wrote, hey, Amanda. Um, so now this is, see, this is where it gets a little confusing. Saw starts to introduce too many characters and I can't keep track of all of them. So we've got this guy named Chris and we've got a nurse who her name is Lynn. And they're getting a divorce and Lynn is sad about it, but she has to go to work. She's a trauma nurse and 
we see her helping out with a patient. She takes a risk and she's criticized for it. So she's a good nurse, but she doesn't follow the rules, you know? Um, we also see her popping some pills. And she also, to note, which I thought was a good little thing, there's a kid drawing in the background. So we know that she has a family. Um, then somebody in a pig mask nabs her. We wake up in a workshop and Amanda is like, do you recognize him? John's like, yeah, I was a past patient of you or something like that. And Lynn sees his file. Then she notices that John was a past patient of Lawrence. So she knows Lawrence and she tells him that there's no treatment for his cancer. There's no way. And he criticizes her for her bedside manner because she's like, yeah, there's no treatment. You're going to die. He's like, you can't say that with like a little more compassion. Like I'm a dying man, which I mean, yeah, I kind of am on his side for that. Um, he asks for a prognosis and is told he doesn't have very long. And we find out that Lynn takes antidepressants. Um, I said, same queen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he said, we're going to test your will to keep someone else alive. So now we see that she is in her own trap. She has a collar around her neck that is hooked up to John. Okay. So she must do whatever she can to keep him alive because if he flatlines, then she will die. So, slay. Yeah, now we find out that she has a family. She's like, please don't hurt me. I have a family. Um, yeah, I must keep him alive no matter what it takes. And if someone completes their test, then she will be freed. So, that other person is, um, this dude, which I believe is Chris? Jeff. This guy named Jesk. Jess. Jesk. Um, he breaks out of a box, and then I said, oops, never mind, tape first. So, he is consumed by vengeance, is what John tells him, because his son was killed by a drunk driver, and he is vengeful about it, which, I mean, yeah, I would be too. Um, at the top of this page, I wrote that Lynn is literally Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I wrote that I can't spell. I have lots of spelling errors in here. And then I also, I'll save that one for when we get there. Um, so yeah, the tape says that he will soon be face to face with the person that killed his son. And we also see that after the events of this, he became a drunk and that his daughter is kind of like suffering at his hands because he's like really upset about his son dying and the daughter is also grieving but he's not there for her um then we see yeah the the pig got him so that's how he got there his name is jeff um cool i love the notes i'm taking here you guys yeah amanda goes and tells john that jeff is out of the box so he's starting on his first task so he has to pass three tasks in order to survive and that's how Lynn will be freed is if he completes his tasks so John uh, Lynn is like this man needs to go to the hospital like bro I can't operate on him I need to I need stuff that's at a hospital and they're like you don't understand you're gonna do everything you need to do here so that's some conflict um John retches and he starts to flatline so Lynn has to stabilize him and yeah, they're like, we need to do surgery now, but it has to be here. Um, we go back to Jeff, and he sees on a wall there's something written like, face your fears. So he goes into a freezer room, and we see there's a naked lady hanging by her wrists. So she's chained up and hanging by her wrists. Um, 
This was the only witness to his son's murder, and she left the scene and didn't tell anybody anything that she saw. So she starts to get sprayed with freezing cold water, so she literally freezes to death. He just stands there and watches her for a while, and then he decides, you know what, maybe I should save her. The key is behind burning bars that are, like, burning hot, and he has to, like, singe his arms to get the key. He's too late. She dies. Um, I wrote at the top that naked lady slays at acting because she's really good. She she was pretty believable, I'll have to say. Um, where are we? Where are we at? Yeah, so she dies, freezes. I mean, yeah, I would have done it too. There's a note that says one bullet will end it all, and there's a bullet in the box. Duh. Uh. I wrote, Len sees Slay iconic reverse bear trap. <laughs> and it actually gets set off. And then Amanda still refuses to go to the hospital. And she reveals that she built Lynn's collar. And that... And then Lynn says that she doesn't have the tools needed to save a life or something. We then see a little bit of background. So John paints Billy. This is the very first saw trap. I think. Yeah. And then he sets it up on Amanda and we see them like bond and he becomes her mentor and all this blah blah blah. Um, And then yeah, Amanda tells him, John, that Jeff passed the test. Jeff finds Billy and he is on the ground all crumpled up and looks just like his son Dylan did when he was hit by a car and died. So he thinks of his son. Yeah. And now... There's something on the door that says time to let go and this triggers a trap. So there's a man calling for help and this was the judge who like presided over the case and he's tied to the bottom of like a basin and there's rancid pigs that are coming through on a conveyor belt and then they go through some saws so it's like all the guts and stuff are going to drown the judge eventually unless he, um, Gabby's about to throw up over here. So yeah, he'll drown by rancid pig guts if um, Jeff doesn't open a key. But the way to get the key is he has to incinerate some of his son's belongings to like let go of them. So he does let the lawyer out. So slay. Yeah, and then also, oh yeah, the judge sentenced the guy that killed his son to six months. So he's like pissed at him for that, obvi. Um... And they started to sprinkle in the main theme, so I'm not happy about that. Then, heavy, oh, yeah, then they, lord my notes, you guys. They sprinkle in heavier main theme. Lynn sets up the surgery and she takes off her wedding ring. And then Amanda comes and tells John that Jeff passed the second test. Um, Lynn explains that she needs to cut into his skull to relieve pressure on his brain and he blacks out and he sees a woman and he thinks that Lynn is this woman because he says that I love you and Amanda is seething with jealousy and rage and so she leaves the room and yeah she starts to self-harm herself main theme is going strong um we're flashing back and forth through her apprenticeship we're seeing them get close and then all of a sudden we see Adam and it's real that Amanda was the one in the pig mask who kidnapped him in the first movie and yeah she helped set up the room for Saul and 
I don't know, you guys. This is so much. Yeah, Amanda's like crying and she threatens Lynn and John's like, you need to get out of here. Oh, and then Jeff stumbles upon a, a fresher foot and he is the other dead body in the saw room. Yeah, because in the second movie, when we go back into the saw room, we notice that there's a another dead body and you're watching it or like, who is that? So you guys, they were thinking ahead. Were they? we're thinking ahead because we know now that jeff was that body in there oh. so the timeline like i'm telling you the timeline is so convoluted and very confusing but there you go um adam was still alive at the events of after the events of saw one and amanda suffocated him and killed him so now they're in the last room and it's jeff and the lawyer and billy tells him Here's your chance. You're one step closer to your revenge. And here it is. This is the most gruesome saw trap, in my opinion. I really cannot stomach this one. It is the guy that killed his son strapped up. And, like, his arms are out. His legs are out. His neck. With every, like, second, it twists his arm. So it'll, like, eventually snap and break. Yeah. And he has to... The key is tied to the trigger of a gun that is facing him. So if you pull the trick, if you get the key out, it'll shoot you or whoever's in front of it. And so he's trying to help the guy get out and he pulls the trigger and it accidentally shoots the judge. So the judge dies and then he can't figure out how to stop the trap. So he's too late and the guy who killed his son dies. Um... Jeff passes his third test, so Lynn is free to go, but Amanda is so jealous that she will not let her go. I will not let that cat go. And Jeff opens the gate, which also, if you didn't put it together by now, Jeff is Lynn's husband, question mark, I believe. No, 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 no. How are we going to put that together? No, never mind. I lied. <laughs> I lied. Um, yeah, so Jeff opens the gate. He sees Amanda shoot Lynn, so pow, she never gets out of there. And then Jeff shoots Amanda. This was all a test for Amanda. And John hates murderers, so she failed because she killed Lynn. And it's game over. I wrote too freaking good. Jeff shoots the empty gun. It's not loaded. And Jeff chose to let John live or die. Jeff kills him. Oh, so he... <laughs> so he has a choice to either let John live or die. Lynn is in the corner. She's like shot, but she's still alive, right? So he's like, are you going to let me go? Or like, did you learn a lesson from any of this, basically? And Jeff chooses to shoot John. So Lynn dies because of the trap hooked up to her. Um yeah um and it kills lynn and i wrote theme or main theme and then it ends because john knows where jeff's daughter is and he wants to play a game so amanda and john are dead roll credits by the way amanda and john are dead these are the main characters of the franchise it is only the third movie and we still have like seven more movies so you may be asking yourself, what the heck? And I am too, because I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, past this point, the movies just get a little crazy. Um, too many characters. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I will zoom through these last movies. If you're expecting me to talk about Jigsaw and Spiral from the Book of Saw, it's not happening. I'm not even going to talk about those. So do that research on your own time. BRB. Okay, you guys, these last three, right? Or are there four? These last four movies are going to be the worst explanations, okay? Don't expect anything good from it. Don't expect comprehension. Don't expect to understand what's going on. Um, I don't understand what's going on. And I've seen these movies before. But that's what makes them so great. So if you don't understand it, go watch it for yourself. That's all I gotta say. Or read the Wikipedia page just as I did. Saw 4. John is autopsied. We find a tape inside of his body. And when you play it, we have a new guy. His name is Detective Mark. He listens and it says the games have begun. So we have our opening trap. It's two guys basically on opposite rigs of each other. They have to work together to beat this trap, except for one guy has his eyes sewn shut and the other guy has his mouth sewn shut. So communication is literally impossible and they die. Um, Damn. <laughs> so then finally police find Detective Carrie, remember our ribcage girly who died. Um... And they've determined that Amanda would have needed help to set this trap up so they know that another apprentice is out there, but they don't know who it is. Um, then two detectives are kidnapped. And we find out that Eric is alive. Remember him, lol. And <laughs> <laughs> He has 90 minutes left to live. And they literally never... I, I don't know if he makes it out of there. I didn't write it down, so that's cool. Now we meet Jill Tuck. This is the ex-wife of our man, John Kramer, Jigsaw. And we find out that another part of his angsty backstory is that Jill was pregnant with their child and she lost the baby because she's a nurse and her clinic was robbed late at night and the robber slammed a door into her stomach and it caused a miscarriage. Oh, wow. So he's like pretty angsty about that, TBH. Um, then, now this is the classroom trap that I love. So a man and a wife were chained back to back and one of them is dead. Um, that's all I wrote. I don't remember how the trap works, but I remember that was really cool and I enjoyed the experience. So there you go. Um, and then there is a crime scene investigator at the scene who accidentally dies. We see Billy the puppet is there and then his face explodes and it sends shrapnel into one of the detective's faces. And yeah, honestly, I don't remember much about this movie because here's the twist. The twist is that Detective Mark Hoffman is actually in cahoots with Amanda and seals them all in a factory death. So everybody dies and Mark Hoffman is a crooked cop. So we're seeing th some common themes here. Now, Saw 5. I told you guys I'm going to move through these. We open. Now this one I remember because <laughs> I saw this very recently when I was waiting on the Lana Del Rey concert to start. Me and Calvin watched the opening of this one together. So it's a man strapped to a table. There's a pendulum with a saw blade on it swinging back and forth over his head that is dropping lower and lower with every second. The way to get out of this trap is to put both of his hands into a box and squeeze onto a thing that will crush both of his hands. If he crushes his hands, he can get out. 
Um, the trap, like, doesn't work or something, because he kind of does it, and he gets sliced in half anyway, so. That's pretty lit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so somebody escaped Peter, apparently, I wrote down. I have no idea who that is. And Hoffman is shocked, because now somebody knows about him. No, Somebody is out on the street who knows about him. And he is praised for, like, solving a case or something. Hoffman's promoted, and someone leaves an office, like, a note in his office that says, I know who you are, so he's on edge. Um, some dude named Dan is put on medical leave, and he is suspicious of Hoffman, so he starts looking into past victims of Jigsaw. Now we're in a sewer with five people hooked up to collars, and there's a cable with blades and keys and boxes across the room. And the, their hint in this case is to do the opposite. And of course, they don't listen and somebody is decapitated. Happens. It happens. Um, then in the second room, there's like explosives. It's a timer. Um, if you find shelter in time, then you'll be fine. Somebody dies. Of course. Then our man Dan learns that... Hoffman has killed people before and that John is actually blackmailing him to assist in his games so that he doesn't get found out about that. And then in the third room, um, they have to kill a person. They put some, oh, they all band together to kill somebody. They put them in a bathtub and they have to complete a circuit to open the door. So the trap was like, you'll get electrocuted because you're in water. So, so sorry. Literally look like a dog, like, scratching your ear right now. <laughs> um, and then Jill and Dan are talking, apparently. So Jill tells somebody that Dan is stalking her. Um, and then in the final room, it's revealed that they have to fill some jars up with ten pints of blood to open the door. And they realize that if they had just walked, like, worked together in all the other rooms, that they could have all made it out alive. Because 10 pints with 5 people is like nothing. So it's 2 people left and they each have to slice their arms open to open the door. So they lose a lot of blood. Um, and I don't know if they live or not. LOL. Here's the ending twist. It's pretty lame. Actually, no, this one was pretty good. So Dan is confronting Hoffman. And Hoffman tells him, get in the box, get in the box. And he doesn't trust him, so he doesn't do it. So Hoffman ends up in the box and then a tape is playing and it reveals that because Dan didn't get in the box he's now going to die and be framed as the jigsaw killer so he dies oh good end of saw five okay saw six opening trap so we have some greedy little lenders loan people and they have one minute to cut oh, off the sharks. yeah the sharks they have one minute to cut off any part of flesh from themselves to weigh a scale in their favor. So whoever cuts off the most flesh will live. So it's like an overweight guy. So he starts cutting off like pieces of fat from himself and putting it on the scale. And what's our girly do? She says, I raise you my entire arm. Cuts off her arm, puts it on the scale, she lives. Um, so then we're back with our man Hoffman. And he uses Dan's severed arm. This is our dude from the last one that got framed. And he's just planting his fingerprints everywhere at the scene. So that he can get away with it. And then 
Hoffman like shows up to Jill's clinic or something and she gives him five envelopes that basically have like the targets of the game that is about to go on. And the targets of this one is an insurance man who told John that he couldn't cover his health insurance because he's like about to die anyways. He's a greedy insurance guy. Which I mean, Jigsaw, you're kind of slaying my guy. Mm-hmm. Free health care. Um, so we open with our greedy insurance man. He's in a trap. It's two people hooked up to the trap, our insurance guy and his janitor who works underneath him. And with every breath that the other that they take, it will crush their bodies. Like they're hooked up to something and the janitor dies. So then he goes to the next room and his secretary is suspended from above along with some other dude and he chooses to save his secretary or I don't know. Yeah, he basically in every situation he has to choose who lives or dies and is he going to stick up for himself, blah, 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 learn your lesson. And in the final room, there are six people who work underneath him and he has to choose which two can live. Like, shoots them or something. And the whole time, the guy who plays Roderick in Diary of a Wimpy Kid is watching this. Yeah. And so, we're back with Detective Whoever, and he recognizes Hoffman's voice on one of the tapes, so he knows that he's behind it. Um, Jill puts Hoffman in the reverse bear trap this time, and... This is showing that John was able to test him even in his death. So this is Saw 6. He's been dead since the third movie and he's still here. He's still pulling the strings even posthumous. Um, And now we see that the insurance guy actually denied Roderick's dying dad insurance coverage in the past. So Roderick chooses to kill him. Oh, good. Good stuff. And... Hoffman escapes and he has a cheek injury, which is important, but I never wrote down why it's important for the next movie. Basically, the cheek injury makes him very identifiable, so. Saw 3D. This was around the time, this is the last one that I'll be covering. This was around the time where people were really leaning into the gimmick of 3D. So that's why it was called that instead of Saw 7. Um, hello, it's revealed that Lawrence lived. The doctor from the first movie. (laughs) Um, He cauterized his nub (laughs) on a really hot pipe that was in the basement that they were being held in, so he's fine. Um, Our opening trap is that we have a window display. We're really switching it up for the spectacle now. A window display of a store, and it's basically two guys, one guy on each end, and their lover hanging in between them and they have to basically jab saws at each other to save themselves and this girl they're all in a love triangle together and they realize that this girl named dina was like manipulating them so they decide to just kill her and they both make it out so lit um jill sees our man hoffman escape and she decides that she's going to incriminate him in exchange for immunity for herself. So she goes to the police. And Hoffman abducts a guy who's famous for escaping a trap. So this guy goes to like support groups. Like, and then I was kidnapped and then I had to cut off my own arm to make it out. He's a liar. He's been doing it for the attention. He was never kidnapped by Jigsaw. But he has an award winning book 
He's very famous because of all this and he's made it all up. He's a liar. Um, so now he puts, he says, oh, you want to pretend to be in a trap? How about we put you into a trap? So now he must live through it. Um, so Bobby, this man is named, has an hour to save his wife. And he must save those who know his lies. So it's like his brother and his editor of his book. So they're people that helped him lie. Um, so Hoffman goes on a killing spree, as one does at the police station. And Bobby now must go through the same trap that he wrote about in his book. So basically he invented this for himself on accident. So don't lie, you guys, or you may find yourself in a saw trap. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so this trap is that there are hooks in his pectoral muscles that will suspend him up. But once he like is risen up, it actually rips out of his skin and his wife dies, lol. And then Hoffman puts the reverse bear trap on Jill and kills her. Bye, Jill. And then Hoffman leaves this area and he's stopped by three people in pig masks. Who is leading the pig masks? Eric. Lawrence. Oh. Yes. My bad. Which is why he was brought back at the beginning of the movie. I see. Yeah, don't forget about him. And apparently John told Lawrence to immediately kill whoever the second that Jill is harmed. So he killed Jill, so Hoffman, it's over for you, babes. And Hoffman is left to the same fate as Lawrence because, I told y'all, classic Saw ending, Hoffman is in the Saw room, Lawrence, game over, slam door, roll credits. There you go, you guys. You can now proudly say you know all of the Saw lore. (laughs) And I better see all of you in the theater to see Saw X available now. Not sponsored. Right. And I'm so excited to see it tomorrow. Aren't you excited to see it eventually? Eventually? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did want to ask, like, what are some lessons that we can learn from Jigsaw? Because I think think there are some. It's important to value life and not take it for granted and not be a greedy uh, insurance mogul and a a cheap doctor and and a sly cop. Uh, wow you know i think you were really paying attention <laughs> i think you really nailed it covered yeah, the grounds there we go what can i say all right you guys let's get into Saw some biggest fan right here um you can be number two um let's see let's get into some questions bestie thomas said what trap do you think you'd be able to survive the door from saw two i'd be like okay you don't want me to open it cool i'll stand here I think I'd be able to survive the, um, none of them. No, I'd just choose death. I'd just be like, oh, 20 minutes? Okay. Oh, okay. Do you want me to dig in my what? Nah, I'll just die. If you had to make a saw trap, what would it be and what type of person would it be for? Ooh, I would do, like, a tooth extraction one. Like, rip your teeth out. And I'd do it for some little kid who, like, doesn't brush their teeth. Okay. (laughs) Awful. You're going to jail and hell for that one. Um, I would do... 
I would do a like Groundhog Day loop of working a retail job and I'd do it for the corporate moguls that have never actually worked in retail but Mm. they like to tell you what to do and be like why aren't you selling shoes Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna send them the worst customers who don't read the return policy who want everything on a discount who have a bad attitude Mm -hmm. i'm gonna send them all all those Mm -hmm. and just have it on a loop yep forever that's what happened to madison montgomery on american horror story apocalypse when she got sent to hell that was her hell was working in retail fair enough love it uh bestie thomas said if you had to make a government themed saw trap what would it be i'm gonna put donald trump on the scales of justice (laughs) and yeah oh that would be good like the the one where they had to cut off parts of their body i'm gonna put him and rudy giuliani on there (laughs) there we go and whoever weighed the most at the end gets flung into yeah, you die the, anyways <laughs> into the Washington Monument. Good stuff. What about you? That I can. Oh, yeah. you contributed. It was a combined. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Bestie Thomas said, "Is Mr. Saigon hot, or oh, could he no, be cuntier?" Re, re reread that because you said Mr. Saigon. Oh, is Mr. Saw guy hot? No, he's an old man. Tobin Bell. I'll I give, mean, he's cunt, but he's not hot. I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him Slay when he's got that little black and red hood on. Come on. Like, he's kind of serving, and he's, got the, he's got the gloves, too. Hey. Yeah, he's serving. Um, Bestie Thomas said, how far would you take it with Mr. Saw Guy, the puppet, not that old cancer man? Oh, how far would I take it? He ain't in the make, bedroom? He ain't making it past peddling on yeah, his tricycle. Yeah, turn your ass around. <laughs> I'd do more with Puppet Sue Sylvester than Saw Guy. Uh, Bestie Thomas said, if Spongebob was in a Saw Trap, would he survive? I'm so glad you brought this up. If you go to YouTube right now and look up Spongebob Saw, there's somebody who has animated the entire plot of the first Saw movie, I believe the second Saw movie too, as if Spongebob was in the Saw movie. And it is a work of art. Incredible. Uh, What's the answer? No. I think he's too stupid. Yeah. Best- uh, he couldn't even... He couldn't even... <laughs> he couldn't even last a minute and a half without water. Please. Dusty uh, Thomas said, If Billy Big Lips was the saw guy, what traps would he make? I don't think the show knows about Billy Big Lips. So for those of you who don't know, Billy Big Lips is a character of my own design. He was born in my junior... American history class because I would doodle all over my notes and Billy Big Lips was born one day and he has lived on ever since. Billy Big Lips, yeah, his evil twin, evil twin Billy Big Lips. No, what was What's his, his name? name? I don't remember his name. Bobby Big Lips. Is it? I think it's Bobby Big Lips. His evil twin Bobby Big Lips would absolutely, Billy Big Lips, he's a good guy. He would be the one that would end up in a trap. But Bobby Big Lips, he would do some evil stuff, like pulling your fingers off one by one or mm-hmm. something. Ugh. Yeah, he's bad. Bestie Thomas said, if Farty and Stink were in a <laughs> duo saw trap, who would survive? I think 
My odds are actually on four. I think so too. She's I a think Stink clever would do girly. So. I think Stink would be the one to unlock the door, even though it said not to fucking unlock the door. He's the one who'd be darting out the exactly. door. So yeah. Uh, Bestie Calvin said, "Would you rather watch a Barbie themed Saw movie or Always Sunny?" Absolutely Sunny. Yeah. Dennis would be at the helm. Yeah. And Charlie, if you guys have seen Charlie Home Alone, <laughs> the man knows how to make some contraptions the two of them together would wreak havoc on the nation uh bestie max said least favorite movie from the series it's yeah spiral mm. it's so bad like it's it's like ins- why the friend did christmas punch christmas in the penis yeah it's terrible Bestie Max said, do you think the Saw franchise will ever finally end? No. 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 We've been going strong since, like, what, 2004? Yeah. And 20 as years... As long as it can make money, it's gonna make money. Yeah, I mean, you guys, the 10th movie takes place between the first and second movie. We can do that with every movie. Yeah, right? What took place 10 years earlier? Yeah. What was the origins? What did he do before he had cancer? There's so much we could do. Yeah. There's so much. Love it. Uh, Bestie Aunt Jen said, what scary movie would you like to see another sequel to? Mm. As much as I think it may ruin the charm of it, I would love to see another Barbarian movie. Mm. I feel like they could really do some interesting things with all that. I would love to see a sequel to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Ooh. Like, what do you do what now that all your friends after? are dead? Uh, so good. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, <laughs> Bestie and Jen said, I don't want grandma coming after me, lol, because I had posted, hello haters, we want to play a game. You have one minute to leave a question below or we will tell your mom you were mean to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So all I will say about yeah, Saw final 10, thoughts. all I will say about Saw 10 is that promos, they went off. They were so they funny. Did. Lionsgate, you guys, if you haven't seen the Lionsgate TikTok, it's so funny. They were like posting I don't know what, edits of what John Gen Kramer. Z, what Gen Z they hired. But Give him a raise. Yeah, they did one where it was like a guy comes out in one of the traps and it said, when you fall asleep first at the sleepover. <laughs> I was dying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like it's, you know... They're, they're keeping it young. I've heard very good things. Um, I'm in a group chat with people in DC, and one of like the subgroups is movie people. And so somebody was like, I don't know if anybody's seen Saw yet, but it is incredible. So I've got very high hopes. I'm very excited. Do you think 4DX will add or take away from the experience? I think it's going to add. Like, I'm really excited. I think because I'm not a horror movie person, or because I it takes a lot for me to get scared by horror movies, I think like having the seats like jump and... It might make put me in that environment a little bit more, you know? Right. Alright, what have you been watching this week, Bestie? Um, been watching... I don't think I watched anything this week. I've been so <laughs> freaking busy. I'm literally getting home to fall the freak to sleep. Um... Yeah, no, I didn't watch any movies. Watched YouTube like usual. Literally, you saw me fall asleep yesterday as we were watching The Dragon's Den... Crap. Oh, yeah. So we started watching the British version of Shark Tank it's on so YouTube, and it is just. We'll have to do an episode or something or talk about it more in depth another time. 
comparing the two because they're very different. It's very interesting. Did you have anything else? Ew, she's clogging her earwax. Any, um, anything else? Yesterday I watched Matt Pat and his friends play the new Jackbox um, stuff, which we should definitely get Jackbox. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. We should do that for when Thomas and Nicole come in because it's going to be so slay. Ooh, sorry. Um, For me... Yeah, I also didn't have the most time to watch movies on my plane ride, though. I watched Sydney White. Have you ever seen that? With Amanda Bynes? I want to talk about it more another time. It inspired, like, two separate topics for me, so I'm going to save it for then, but just know that I absolutely adored and loved this movie, which made me sad to see comments saying that it wasn't a good movie, so I was like, hmm, y'all are, y'all, y'all are wrong because this is a good movie. And then, obviously, I saw Saw, Saw 2, and Saw 3. Um, And then I also read a lot of books this week. So I read Cherish Farah, which I wasn't too thrilled with the ending. I think I need an ending explained. Farah, right? What'd you do, girl? Why are we cherishing you? (laughs) And then I read Page Boy by Elliot Page, which I really enjoyed. And then I read My Body by Miss Emily Ratajkowski. And I do want to say, I know that this book isn't for everyone. It's not going to be for everybody, but it definitely, there was a lot, it's a, it's a collection of essays by her. And there were definitely a lot of things that she said and like lines that really stood out to me. And it, it was relatable for me. I know it's not going to be relatable for a lot of people, but it was meaningful to me and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Bestie, want to give us some songs? Sure. It's that time of year where I start listening to a whole bunch of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. So we've got Bullet with Butterfly Wings, obviously. Yeah, that one's certified bop forever. Yeah, we've got... um, I also was randomly, like, really feeling some Brazilian funk. Mm. So we got uh, Bopin by MC Kevin O'Cris. Um, what else? Let's do First Love Late Spring by Mitsuki. I've probably already done that one before, but who cares? Let's do Matsuri by Fujikaze. Uh, or is it Fujikaze? Who knows? <laughs> and Mr. Troy Savan put his whole goosey, twink into Got Me Started. Yeah. So. That song smacks. For me, starting off real strong with uh, Greg Abbott's Maxi Pad by Farmer's Wife. It's a really good song. Let's do Bongo or Bonzo's Montro by Led Zeppelin. Let's do Start a Fight by Joey Valence and Bray. Never Tear Us Apart by INXS. And let me give you one more. Let's do... Actually, I'm going to give you two more. Let's do Candy Necklace by Lana Del Rey. And then I'm going to do Everything's Just Wonderful by Lily Allen. Really quickly, you guys, um, I randomly got the idea for it last night, so I'm rushing to put it together. But I'm starting the first annual Haters Halloween, or I I named it Hateful Halloween. Um, I'm going to be posting later today on the Instagram a calendar of all Halloween movies for you to watch along with us throughout the month. I'm going to be posting... 
a movie for every day so you can watch it with us um and i'll show where you can find it you should also put spooky level we should oh, rate it. oh i'll put a spooky level for you guys i've got a good mix i've got like genuine horror movies and then i've got stuff like halloween town like yeah you can handle it so i'll be posting that later today i'm working very hard to throw it together um if yeah. if you follow along and you want to you watch the movies definitely take a picture send it to us we'll put you on the story yes share your thoughts feelings all the above until next time, follow the podcast at Haters Film Club on Instagram. And follow me at Chloe underscore R Mercier. <laughs> and follow me at Curly Femme. And, and we'll see you. I want to play a game. How are we going to do next week? We need to talk about that. Because I'm not going to be here. Okay, we'll talk about that now. Bye. Bye.